you know what it's like. We promise to deliver between 6 a.m. and 11 p.m. And you're like, wow, that's, that's brilliant. And still, they don't turn up. You had a 74 hour window. Yep. Yeah, that's scary. Right? And I'd say this about anybody's competition, right? The bar is set so low, so low. Snakes are the world's leaders in CX. It's frightening. <laughs> Hi everyone, how's things? Hello. Excellent. I am so excited to have you here today. Um, and I know it's slightly uncool, but I have told so many people that I've managed to bag you for this podcast. So <laughs> super fan, super fan here. Oh so thank you. No pressure whatsoever. Thank you for that. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is hysterical. You Remind me of me, Susanna, the first time I got Jeb Blunt on the show <laughs> and I was like gushing over him. Yeah, I'm sure you're a bit cooler than I was. I mean, poor Jeff, um, my first LinkedIn message to you was like your fan. <laughs> um, but I'm going to tell you why when we start recording. So well, thank you for joining us. We're already recording. So we're excited to have you here. I know Susanna's super excited. Um, it's like uh, really it's like double British invasion here. I don't know if you're familiar with the show, Jeff. I, I, I created this show three years ago. I think we're in our third season. Let's put it that way. We're in our third season. And thank you. And um, I took Susanna on this year as my new co-host because I needed a new co-host with blonde hair. And I thought, you know, maybe next it's bald. Maybe next I'll, I'll have a bald co-host. There will be no next. There will be no next. I'm here to stay. Well, I well, people are loving you. It's the saucy and the sassy women your mother warned you about welcoming Jeff Ram to the show. Welcome, Jeff, to our show. And uh, thank you to Sales Gravy, who sponsors this show and Jeb Blunt. And I know that Susanna, she's she's so adorable because she she was like, we have to have this Jeff Ram guy on there. We have to. We have to. We have to. And she's like, just over the moon that she what did you say earlier, Susanna, that you bagged him? What did you say? I'm learning. I'm learning all these new English sayings. You are. You're doing very well. I mean, I bagged Jeff Ram and. I had one I had one chance to get in a good guest and to give you guys a backstory to this random stalkage on LinkedIn. Um, there is a backstory. I sales director at a recruitment agency was awesome at bringing on new clients. Great. But then we were looking at our retention and we started losing far too many clients. So I got invited to this webinar um, just after the pandemic and there was Jeff. And I, it changed the way that I think it helped me lead my teams in a better way and it improved the retention for our clients. So, you know, I, I have no doubt that our listeners will learn a lot from you. So no pressure, no pressure there, Jeff. <laughs> um, well, before we get, before we get into Jeff, cause I know I've got a magic question. I know you have the same question. We could fight for who asked the question first. Okay. For, I'm going to go into our uh, beginning question because this is the women your mother warned you about. And Jeff, when you hear that, what does that make you think of the woman your mother warned you about being a guy here with us today? What does yeah. that make you think about? 
It's, it's whoa. It could it could go a couple of ways. This one, I just think it's. Um, I think there's something very forthwith. I think there's something sort of really sort of. Uh, it sounds powerful. Oh, I am in. I I now am in love with you too. <laughs> I have just fallen in love with him. That he he called you would, powerful. You would warn not not just a woman, not just a man, male, female thing, but you you'd warn you'd warn. Uh, people on the street about the Avengers. You would warn them about dinosaurs. You'd warn. It's it's almost like the, that 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 warning. It's like oh, there's something there's something bigger, powerful, something just around the corner. So just be careful. Forced to be reckoned with. Yeah, there's there's a lot there's a, there's a bit of that in there as well as yeah. I love it. I I, I think I now have a little bit of a crush on you, Jeff. Well, we know we, we close the show. That's it. It doesn't get any better than that. Exactly. He's We're- got a partner called Haley, so back off. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, thank you for that, Jeff. Thank you for that. Uh, Susanna, so you set us up for like how it made such an impact for you listening to Jeff. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that before we let Jeff get a word in edgewise? I, I can. I'm sure Jeff can sum it up a lot better than I can. Um, but it was a question that he put out there. And it was that question of your customer walks in to your office or to your shop or whatever you do. And you may think that you give great customer service, but if that customer was a celebrity, how would you treat them? And it was that simple question, but also Jeff's energy and his book, which I recommend that everyone reads, um, that gives examples that are really quite simple. Um, that made us rethink about the way that we were treating our clients and the the whole concept of celebrity service. Jeff, would you say the celebrity service is what you're best known for, that phrase? Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it's so celebrity service. So, I, I, you know, for, for, the, for the listeners, I'm a, I'm a keynote speaker. I'm an author. Uh, I, I travel. I, I, I used to travel the world, but I do use <laughs> you nowadays. Uh, whether it be South Carolina, whether it be, you know, uh, Melbourne, you name it. But I'm a keynote speaker, so I, I have travelled around the world numerous times and I deliver for for clients, for all sorts of sectors and all sorts of businesses. And it's for businesses that really just want to... I, I never get calls. I never get inquiries from companies or organisations at the bottom of the ladder when it comes to service and experience. I get calls from people who are in the medals, as I say, you know, in the top, because they always want to improve or they want to go mm. a little further. Uh, so celebrity service is my brand, is my topic. That's what I speak on. So as you know, it's about customer service. But as you so wonderfully said, uh, Suzanne, I mean, the question that I ask is is almost a philosophy. The philosophy is a question. And it's I start by saying to audiences, either virtually via podcasts or or live, you know, when we wear shoes in a room, live events. I say, you know, on the scale of one to 10, if one is abysmal, but 10 is incredible, what number would you give yourself? And be honest, must be honest. What, what number would you give yourself for the levels of service and experience you're giving each other, but also every single customer, client that walks through the door? Now, in over 44 countries, uh, over the last 15 years now of professional speaking, the global average number that people say they are is a seven or an eight. It's a seven to eight. Now, what people are saying to me is, Jeff, we're pretty good. It's pretty good. But there's always room for improvement. But where do you get that improvement from? 
Now, I don't know, Susanna, Gina, I don't know how many customer service books you've read. I don't know how many speakers you've seen. I don't know how many blogs and things you've, you know, I don't know how manuals, how many manuals you've flicked through, but every speaker, trainer, book, manual will tell you only two things for you to stand out in the marketplace in 2022 and beyond. The first is, and, and I'll tell you what, see if you can answer this. The first one's this. You must go the extra kilometer. <laughs> no. <laughs> go the extra mile. She's just being cheeky now. I'm the cheeky one, Gina. Hold back. The extra centimeter. Nope. I didn't know if you said miles over there. I'm sorry. Okay, mile. <laughs> wicked, wicked. Americans. Wicked. The second thing that, that everybody, everybody, I'm talking about everybody says. The second thing is, oh, you must always exceed expectations. My word, for 40 years, four decades. We've been hearing the same old, same old. So every organization in the world is talking about going the extra mile, exceeding expectations. There's nothing new in the world of customer service. And this was a big frustration for me, you know, because I'm a customer. I'm a customer and a client to so many organizations. And, you know, the, the amount of poor service, the, more, the, the neglect, the, the lack of care, it used to drive me mad. But also add on to this, the amount of training, teaching, um, ideas, techniques on how to deliver a greater service. There's nothing out there. There's nothing new. It's the same as what I was learning in a university as what it is on the bookshelves in this day. So many, many years ago, many, many years ago, I, um, and it's a longer story. Maybe we'll do this in another podcast. I um, developed, created, and wrote something called celebrity service. And it's something that the CEO, the CFO, and the person on day release from university who just needs to come into the organization for a day to get some experience, they can all get, they can all embrace it within a matter of minutes. And you're right, Susanna, you said, you know, it's simple. I have clients here to me, Jeff, it's really easy. And I say, I know, not meant to be difficult, but how many- I think it's interesting because I- I think so many people, we have time to go out for a fag break. We have time to go and grab that coffee. But people put off the little things, like going to buy that little greeting card and writing it yourself. And Yeah, you're right, Susanna. And do you know what? I mean, uh, uh, for for those listening now, what's celebrity service? What's this all about? It's all based on the premise of if an A-list, now it's got to be A-list, if an A-list celebrity, Hollywood, God or goddess, would a tweet email, pick up the phone, walk into your office, connect with you in the next 24 hours. Now, A-list. Think of some A-list, real A-list stars. Come on, guys, take it away. What, what ideas have you got? What, what names spring to mind? Uh, okay, I haven't watched a, a, a movie in so long. Joaquin Phoenix. He's, my, he's a stud. Well, uh, that's for you to say, not me. Um, George Clooney. George Clooney. George Clooney. Right, okay, Gina. Okay, here's a thought. All right. George Clooney picks up the phone mm-hmm. and contacts your business. Oh, yes. And all he wants is a quote, a proposal for X, Y, Z. How long would it take you to put that proposal together, you know, to, to send George? What would you say? How would you respond? What would be the difference? And that's the key to celebrity mm-hmm. service. We are currently delivering a 7 and 8 out of 10 to every customer out there, and that's good. Congratulations, thumbs up, whatever. 
if George Clooney were to become your next customer, if Joaquin Phoenix, if Angelina Jolie, if Brad Pitt were to become your next customer, everything about the touch points, everything what you say, everything what you do, every way you react, your service levels increase. You go from an eight to a nine. Mm -hmm. The way that you, you know, George Clooney, Gina, George Clooney says, um, Hi there, I've heard all about your wonderful business. I would like to come and see you. Uh, would it be possible if I had a, could, could I come to your offices for a meeting uh, next Monday? And you reply, yes, George, yes, absolutely. What time would you like? 1.30 is fine. If George Clooney said 11.30 at night, you would still say it was fine. That's the difference. However, when George arrives, does he have his own car parking space? Because your normal customers don't have that but you would dedicate that for him. So he arrives, he's got his own car parking space. He doesn't have to drive three years down the line to, to get to you. Uh, I wonder what the coffee's like. I wonder if it's the same coffee that you serve a normal customer, or would you go especially to the store and pick up greatest coffee you could find? Or, or, or better yet, would you find out what his favorite coffee is? Well, there you go. Now, but would you find out, you see, now I twist it back. Would you actually find out what coffee I really liked before I turned up? No, because I'm just a normal person. But you see the difference between how we would treat a normal person to this perceived celebrity? Mm -hmm. There's a difference. It's a gap. And it's a gap that I, I call celebrity service. And it's a gap that if you can fill, there's not a competitor in your marketplace today and touch you for your service and experience. And that is what I teach. That is what I deliver. That is what I, what I present. That bit in the middle, the gap, and Susanna has seen me do a webinar, that bit in the middle of the gap is all of my content. So I share ideas, stories. I'm a huge storyteller. Techniques, but I badge it all up in real-life examples. Real-life examples, whether I, I'm you know, I, I, I did a conference in Dallas, so I've got a couple of stories from, from Dallas. I got some stories from Australia, from Japan, and I observe the world around me, somebody on the flight, somebody in the cafe, and I turn these wonderful observations into stories that will hopefully inspire the audience to say, that's mm -hmm. what amazing looks like. That's what another level looks like. That's that's celebrity service in a nutshell, I suppose. And you know, it's interesting. We know, and I started out as a customer service trainer before I segued into sales. So I'm like, really? when it comes to customer service, like I, I've started a blog series on it of like every every horrible experience I've had, which is usually ninety percent of the time. Right? We come to expect yeah. mediocre service or less than mediocre. Um, and then when we get like the slightest bit of good service, we think it's exceptional when it's still ranking at about a seven, like you said, yeah. right? Because we're just used to that bad service. If, mm -hmm. if you deliver on what you initially had promised, people think you're a god. Right, exactly. You're, you're exceptional yeah. by being average. Yeah. What time can you come around to, to give us an estimate on the thing in our house? I'll be there for uh, two, 2 p.m. And at five to two, the turn up, you're like. Bruh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Now you, you look at you look. It happens. It happens a lot in the UK. I'm not sure if this does this happen in the in the US, uh, Gina. But if Susanna and I were, were ordering a, a, a fridge freezer or a, or a stove or whatever it may be to be delivered, you know what it's like. 
we promise to deliver between 6 a.m. and 11 p.m. And you're like, wow, that's, that's brilliant. And still, still to this day, they don't turn up. You had a, a 74-hour window. Yep. Yeah, it's scary. We but, we we definitely we definitely have that in the US. We definitely honestly, have that. The bar, right? And I'd say this about anybody's competition, right? The bar is set so low to get into great so low. Snakes are the world's leaders in CX. It's frightening. <laughs> Why? Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is, Jack? Why do you think the bar is set so low? Why isn't it more of a an initiative. Is, oh, do you know what? This is a this is a fifty year mm. long podcast now. If we go mm-hmm. into there's so many look, there's a lack of care, there's a lack of communication. There is oh tomorrow will do, it's not so bad today. There is maybe my needs are more important than that other person, so they can wait tomorrow. You know, it's it's broken. Well, you know, some of them break. Well, can you replace them? Well, I'm gonna to have to go pick up the phone and order something. You'll have to wait. I think individuals. Individuals need to see it from the customer's point of view when they don't. They put their own needs first. And I certainly believe, uh, and we've all been, we've all, my word, we've all been down this road. Systems kill service. Oh, amen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many times have you picked up a phone to uh, anything? You know, I mean, look, look at the last two years with COVID, right? Look at what we've gone through the last two years. Oh, Jeff, you just opened a can of worms, but go on. <laughs> just my bank. It's still about, it's, it's, I think it's a six to seven week waiting list to physically see a bank person. Wow. Mm-hmm. Six, and when you ring up, when you ring up on the, um, the call centers, when you ring up and you think, oh, my word, press one for this, two for this, five for that. Um, whistle, stand on one leg, do this, go, go for a walk, come back, take the dog. Do, do the hokey this. pokey. Yeah. <laughs> I've mean, got two blood tests, press this number. You just want to speak to somebody. And by the end of it, it says, oh, it, the, it's closed now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm sat there thinking, I've been oh. on for minutes. You were open when I rang. <laughs> so I, I, people, we need a we need great. Now, of course. I'm talking quite negatively here, and this is very rare for me, but I think people, we need to sharpen up, we need to sharpen our skills, we need to, come on, we need to inspire them. And this is the problem, you know, this is the problem because, you know, we're, we're going to send you on a customer service training day. You know, <laughs> smile before you dial and, and oh, my good Lord. And, you know, so as, as a speaker, I like to think, uh, uh, hopefully inspire, motivate, energize. Yeah. You know, bring a lot of energy, but bring a lot of um, excitement, hopefully. You know, life's too short. So I think we need to improve the people, which is where I come from. Um, and I do think organizations have to just take a step back and shut up about processes. And that whole putting the customer first, don't even start. You know, if, if I've got to send 300 tweets to get a reply, just... Just come away from Twitter. And here's some words from our sponsor, Jeb Blunt at Sales Gravy. Hi, this is Jeb Blunt. There's a reason why thousands of sales professionals and top companies across the globe honed their sales skills at Sales Gravy University. You see, Sales Gravy University is different than most learning platforms. First, we have live courses taught in a virtual classroom by our master trainers that start almost every single day. 
And our e-learning platform is populated with hundreds of hours of sales training content produced by some of the top sales trainers in the world, including Gina's spontaneous selling course, which is worth checking out. Now, I've got some good news. If you've never taken a course on SalesGravy University, if you're a new user, you can take your very first course for free. That's any course on the platform, absolutely free. Just go to learn.salesgravy.com. That's learn.salesgravy.com or click the e-learning tab in the top menu at salesgravy.com. Pick out your course. And when you check out, use coupon code free course to get that course for free. That is free course to get your very first course for free. You hit it on the head on, on in so many areas, right? Process, um, caring, training. I think part of that is to... Um, oh gosh, now if I, if I say I'm going to do that thing, I got to actually do that thing, which means it's more work for me. And when you think about sales in general, it's like, you know, the salespeople who like sell it and run and they don't, they, there's no follow-up. There's, there's no, and there's no touching back on it. It's, it's all of that combined that uh, it, it's not happening. That gets us to that very mediocre place that we're going to be okay with that. And we're not going to mm-hmm. invest in the, the we're not investing in getting people motivated, right? Then it becomes a leadership issue. And then it's a, we don't have the money to spend. We don't want to spend the money. It's just like mind numbing. But does it cost money? Does it cost money? You know, that's the question. but But that's the excuse. Just like, you know, when you start talking about COVID, if I hear one more COVID excuse, oh. I want to poke my eyes out because because now we're just going into this blame game of everything is COVID. Well, you know, we don't have people because of the COVID and, you know, they're all collecting here in the U.S. unemployment. I'm like, unemployment ran out. Why do you still not have employees? Like, I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. It's we're going to continue to lean on that as an excuse as to why we're giving bad, not even mediocre service. Now we're like, well, it's bad service. Accept it. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's a line, isn't it, that we all hear when we pick up the phone, and then we, we use we use the phone. We'll, we'll talk about the phone for, for a few seconds, but you know, your call is important to us. <laughs> I tweeted about this a while ago, and it went crazy. And I said, if your call was really important to us, I, I wouldn't be listening to this message. Somebody would have answered. Yeah, yeah. Because you have to pay somebody to deliver a better service. Why is nobody answering? Because we don't want yeah. to invest. And that's the that's the key word here, not cost and how it was spend, invest. We we, yes. we uh, yeah. organizations will invest, you know, tens and tens and hundreds of thousands on a brand new website to attract more customers. We will spend tens of thousands to go to a, an exhibition to attract more customers. And then and then we'll screw it all up. Find me an organization. I, oh, I haven't, I haven't talked about this for a long time, actually, but for any business person listening to this podcast right now, uh, you might be the person in charge who can answer this. If not, go and find somebody in your business that can answer this question. Just say, how much is in our customer service budget? Mm. The what? <laughs> yeah. There's no, li- there's no line item for customer service. Ah, just, but just, yeah. marketing, marketing, they've always got something in their marketing budget. And how many pens do we receive that have, logos how many stress balls do we receive when no one will pick up our phone <laughs> it's scary i want to go i want to go back to i i really think a lot of this i'm into the psychology of all of it i think a lot of this goes back to 
human beings truly caring at every level Mm. and infecting the organization with actually truly caring. And I I think that goes back to how we're raised. There is a bit of that. Yeah, certainly. So are we, are we just, Oh, that's going to go deep, isn't it? I I, I tell a quick story about being in the hospital. So I've done a lot of, training in healthcare, customer service in healthcare, and creating a patient experience. And several years ago, I ended up in the emergency room needing a transfusion, no idea why. And it turned out I was anemic, didn't know why, didn't know how it happened. And I actually had just come off of doing a four-hour training and keynote presentation for a client and get this message from the doctor, you need to get to the hospital. I go to the hospital, I'm dressed like, you know, I just got off a stage and my emergency room nurse was like this hysterical, like comedian in a nurse's uniform. And she was amazing. Her bedside manner was amazing. She's like, she's like, you do not look like an anemic person. Like, look at you in your dress and you're, are you really wearing pantyhose in the South? And she was just funny as could be, she's like, you, I've never seen someone with anemia needing a transfusion look so good. And she had this bedside manner in this horrible situation of me being in the emergency room for eight hours before I even got a room. And the next day, because I was in there for a while, she came back on her day off to bring me breakfast from Starbucks and coffee from Starbucks. She had asked me my favorite coffee, brought me food, coffee, and her favorite body lotion that was extremely expensive, brought me the entire thing. She's like, your, your skin's going to get dry while you're here. The food sucks in this hospital. And literally came on her day off to visit me. My mind was blown. That is a celebrity experience. Yeah. That's because you are a celebrity, Gina. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I come on, you, you can't say that was just normal. <laughs> of course, I'm teasing her. I'm playing to her ego. I do that well. Well, I am known in the community a little bit. So, I, uh, but she did not know me. She did not know me. The point is, she cares so much about her job. She cares so much about what she does. She has such a passion for what she does. That's why she showed up. These are, these are gems within the organization. If nobody has sort of put a statue up and said, this is the person that yeah. you look up to. This is, you know, these are the people that should be delivering the training. These are the people that should be delivering this. Mm-hmm. And hopefully mm-hmm. infecting in a nice way that infectious, enthusiastic, passionate, caring sense that a lot, a lot, of, us, a, a lot of us just don't have. Some of us do. But there are always gems in every organization. I just, I wonder if we polish them or we just put them back in the box. <laughs> oh, that's good. I think the stories really help. And I'm, I'm interested to know, because you practice and preach this, Jeff, everyone who serves you in a day-to-day situation, like when you go to the shop or anyone that you might work with, they, do they, have you noticed they've upped their service levels because of your name in the whole celebrity service? Um, that's, a, that's a good one. Um, if I was, if I, <laughs> the funny, there's a funny one. If I check into a, 
to a hotel and I do a lot of work, a lot of work in hospitality, um, a lot of work. If I check into a hotel and they, they, they recognize my name, I mean, the name Ram, R-A-M-M, doesn't exactly, it's no Smith, is it? Um, <laughs> it does kind, of, kind of pop from a screen or from a, from a book. So uh, there's times when I've been to hotels and walk, and gone in and got my key card and gone into a room and done something to the room. They've, they've left a gift or they've done something crazy and uh, just to welcome me because they know something about me because they've seen me in a previous talk. And whether I'm going to speak for them or whether I am using their hotel to go to another conference, it's lovely, but it's a bit weird at the moment. I guess it's a bit, it's a bit strange when I go into some places. But I do find if people know me, then they'll, they'll make an extra effort. But it should be for everybody. should be for everybody. Yeah. This is the thing about celebrity service is it's never going to break the bank. It was never designed to break the bank. I mean, you know, Susanna, you've read the book. Have you read both or which one have you read? Um, I've read the, the latest one, I think, The Celebrity the Service with the shiny cover. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's, that's Superstars. So that was, I wrote that in, in lockdown one, as we affectionately call it. So I, I wrote that and it launched in lockdown three. It's a year old. It's just a year old. It's just a baby. Uh, but I wrote the original Celebrity Service book, completely different books, different content, about five or six years ago now. So two books. I was just wondering, but you know you've read these. There's nothing in there would break any bank. These no. are ideas, techniques, just simple ways. And go, oh, my word, that's so simple. But simple yes. is what we don't see. It's common sense but it's not common practice. Oh, I love that yeah. phrase. What are some tips and tricks of a couple of them that are common sense uh, that pri- people probably know, but they're not thinking about, or they're too lazy to use? Do you know, oh, the common sense stuff is what everybody talks about, you know, smile and be, you know, and, and go over and, you know, make the first move and can I help you? I don't want to talk about that because you know what? That should be a God given. That should just be common human practice. You could wake up and say, I'm not going to be an arse today. I'm going to be really good. <laughs> and I'm going to really help people. And I'm going to put smiles on faces. Now, I, I can't waste this time on the podcast by saying, oh, these are some of the three basics. Because, God, if you don't have them, then just just go. Just go. <laughs> <laughs> just, a couple of, just a couple of ones. I think I'll give you that. The audience, everybody listening on this podcast now, will, will possibly have not heard. Okay, that, that's, that's important. So celebrity is the philosophy. We talked about that earlier on. But it's also a nine, I created a nine-stage program in my talks and my events. Nine stages. So I broke the word celebrity down. And it stands for consistency, excitement, love, engagement, bravado, response, independence, Thank you, and you and your team. Now, I can ask me any one of those, and I'll give you some stories and give you some ideas. But so it's consistency. Well, that's pretty obvious. Excitement. Now, there's a one. And I say to the audience, now, this is a big one for me. I always start my keynotes with an excitement story. And people say, what do you mean excitement? Do, you have, do we have to juggle? Do we have to tell jokes to the customers? No, 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 no. For excitement, see, opportunity to put a smile on somebody's face. That's all it is. Okay, an opportunity. Um, and, it, and it costs nothing, but means the world. Costs nothing, but means the world. Um, L, the L in celebrities, love. Let me, con- let me just mention this, love, okay? When something goes wrong and everything goes wrong, 
your delivery doesn't turn up, you sent the wrong colour, it broke, the lift, you know, if you're in a hotel, the lift is always going to break. The the remote control, the batteries are always going to fail. The TV won't work. This, the, the shower head, you know, things will always break down, okay? There are always one or two people in any organisation, any business that love it when something goes wrong because they see the opportunity to put them right and they flip it on its head. So let's, I'll mention this because you've read Superstar, Susanna, so you'll have seen the story, but I'll just mention it now. Okay, so here's an example, okay? In the, some of the worst times of our lives have been over the last two years, okay? Let's, let's not dwell too much on about it, but I will say this, and for people who are listening to this podcast now, in this last two years, did you see an opportunity to put a smile on somebody's face in, your, in the darkest of moments, and lots of us did, lots of us stepped forward. We, we've all done wonderful things. I get it. But did you see an opportunity to deliver an experience that your competitors have never even thought about? And one of those is, look, every, just about every business or organization who were still allowed to trade, who still could be open, um, they had to purchase three things during the COVID two years that we've had. The first is hand sanitizer. So hand sanitizer was everywhere and everybody's slipping and sliding and oh my God, right? <laughs> so that's the first thing that we bought. The second thing, masks, right? So can you remember PPE and all the crazy stuff? For the first three or four months, it's like, we just need a mask. A mask, doesn't matter what it is. And people are turning their underwear into ma- anyhow, right? <laughs> but then after about nine months, people were starting to click on this. Oh, we can get our logo on the next lot of masks. Because all of a sudden organizations were selling masks and you got to see you had branded flipping masks, okay? As if you're going to commemorate this time. Right? But then I get it. The third thing was signs. Yeah. You've got that person in that business who has been tasked with ordering signs for the business. So they pick up the phone to their local printer, their local sign person that they've used for all of these years. And they say, Gina, we need signs. We need signs. He said, what do you mean? We need signs. I need, how many signs do you need? I need a thousand. I need a thousand signs. What's, what, what, what do you want on the signs, Jeff? Two meters. Two meters. Stay two meters apart. Stay safe. Two meters. Two, two, <laughs> two, right? And that's what we did. All of that is good service. It's good service to your staff. It's good service to your colleagues. Good service to your customers. But did we actually stop, take a step back, and challenge ourselves with one question. Can we deliver a greater experience with these signs? And as long as you ask the question, you will come up with answers. And if the answer is no, then just go and order the signs. But if the answer is yes, you then create differentiation in the marketplace and you stand out from everybody else. Costs no more, but it's a little bit more thought. So um, I, I talk about uh, in the book as well, but I talk about this on stage and, and on virtual sessions. I talk about the difference between good, great and celebrity signs. Now I'll cut straight to the, to, so everybody had two meter signs. Okay. Uh, and then we got a bit excited. We had some good ones. We had some great ones with our brand and logo, but then there was another level. And um, one of my clients, one of the people I've worked with uh, a lot over the years is a, an organization called Fraser's, Fraser's Hospitality. Now they own the Malmaison hotel brand. Uh, and there's various Malmaison hotels over here in the UK. When I walked into the Edinburgh, hotel, beautiful, stunning, just open, brand new hotel. On the floor was a sign and I just burst out laughing. I took a photograph and here I am talking around the world uh, uh, on this wonderful podcast. And on the sign, it said, 
one direction, a social distancing measure, not just a boy band. <laughs> I love it. I just laughed. I thought, how good's that? There was a sign. Um, now, this is for the Spice Girls fans. We're going retro here. 90, 90. This is for the Spice Girl fans. So it wasn't just the one sign. Outside of every lift door on every level of the hotel, there was a long sign. Not none of these short. There was a long strip, and it said, "Stop right now." Thank you very much. And it started with the whole, yeah, Spice Girl. I'm not going to sing it. Please do. We love singing on this podcast. <laughs> I love that example. It's a Thursday night. Uh, I'll do it on Tuesday. So, <laughs> But what I'm saying is, it's that the airline celebrity love is. It's like, okay, bad things have happened. What can you do to put it right? There's a there's an idea, and it's it's also you'll you'll have, you'll have read this one, Susanna. But I'll mention it to Gina. My diary, just like every one of my speaker friends in the world, my diary just emptied in March 2020. Just like yeah. bang, you could set your watch to to the cancellations and it's a kind of postponements. Okay, so the, the events have still happened, but not yet, not this year. So it all went crazy for the first three or four months. And then we discovered the virtual world of virtual and virtual. And this is, this is where we are now. And um, it was later that first year. See, a lot of my clients, I've, I've worked with airlines, hospitality, venues, uh, tourism, travel. <laughs> I couldn't have picked any better clients. Oh, yeah, we're right together on that. That, that was my whole niche oh. was hospitality. I mean, I come from a hotel world and yeah. my that's what my company was focused on. I mean, I joined I joined Sales Gravy because everything was coming to a, a halt for me. Yeah. And and I reached out to Jeb and said, "Hey, hi. <laughs> Can I work for you?" It was just a horrible experience and it was well for me, look, we're all still healthy, we're all still alive, we're all still here, so that's the biggest thing. But for me, there was nothing worse than not being able to do what you love best. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was a real hard, anyhow, anyhow, cut to the chase. So I had all these wonderful clients and, and I think we're going into the second lockdown. And you think, oh my word, oh my word. I'm approaching 20 years in business. So on March the 1st, I'll be officially 20 years in business. Okay. And every year, every single year at Christmas time, I will send gifts every one of my clients who has, has booked me to speak in that year. Okay. I always have done all sorts of crazy gifts, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and here's a, here's a funny, here's a funny one. You know, the, the T in celebrities, thank you. So this comes under this, right? So if it's Thanksgiving, if it's Christmas, if it's what, what, just thank your clients, thank your customers for the business. You have put food on my table this year. There's a little thank you. Now, whatever that mm. looks like, you know, you don't have to spend a lot. It can be care, thought, whatever it is. But I've done all sorts of stuff over the years, and I, I've never stopped. Never again, stopped. this is another example of common sense that just doesn't happen. I, come here, come here, go ahead. I'll whisper this. Okay, tell us. I was at a conference. Right, get this. I was speaking at a speaker's conference. Right, imagine speakers in the audience listening to speakers. Right. Yeah, oh God. Nobody wants to listen. Nobody wants to yeah. talk. <laughs> and it was in Winnipeg a winter peg, as they call it, in Canada, <laughs> right? So I did a keynote on the main stage, but I also said to them, I said, look, I want to help as many speakers as I can. Let's, I want to share some ideas on service and marketing and all these wonderful things. So I did a breakout session. There must have been about 100 speakers in that room. And I said, 
open question. I said, fire away, go for it. I said, what do you send your clients at Christmas to say thank you for the gig that they've booked you at this year? Tumbleweed. I said, what do you mean? And I said, oh, it must be, it must be the accent. Hang on, I'll slow it down. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a true story. I said, what do you send your clients at Christmas as a thank you for the gig, opportunity, booking, money that they have given you this year? And nobody put the hand up. And I said, and I, and I was honestly, I was, I, I, was, I was a little bit naughty. I said, keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. The, <laughs> the ability to stand out in my marketplace, in your marketplace, in everybody who's listening to this podcast, your ability to stand out for service and experience is the easiest thing you'll do in your business. I love that. I, I, I love that so much. The, the fact that it was, I think, about two years ago that I, I heard you speak and the fact that it still sticks with me, I think it's such a strong message for people thinking outside the box. You start to get excited about something, so I'm like, yeah, he must speak. You know, I start stories and then I go off on a tangent. Oh, uh-huh. and come back, the time ends, and people listen and go, I don't know what he was going to say. All <laughs> <laughs> right. I can't Families like this as well, they don't know where I'm going. So all my clients are, you know, air, airplanes are down, hotels are closed, and I'm just, you, you're looking at stuff on social media, the LinkedIn, and, the, and you're on WhatsApp, and people, how are you doing? And it's like, oh, my God, furlough. People are losing their jobs. You're contacting a client who's no longer there. And you think, oh, my God, what happened? So the place was an absolute mess. So I picked up the phone, and I called Father Christmas in June. And I said, are you busy? He said, no, not really. I work one day a year. I said, right, I need your help. I need you to come out of semi-retirement for one day only um, in July. And he said, what have you got planned? I said, I'm bringing Christmas forwards. And that's what I did. Myself and my daughter, Grace, we went out to the local supermarket. We couldn't buy the, the Christmas chocolates that are always out at Christmas because it's not Christmas. But we went and bought a load of chocolates, loads of sweets, candies, you name it. Boxed them. I put a card in there. Oh, I'll have to show you the card, but it's a podcast, so nobody knows. Um, so it looks like it looks like Father Christmas with a hat. Okay, from a distance, it looks like a hat, red hat, white. But actually, when you look closely, it's a it's a it's a cone. It's an ice cream cone with a cone. With so it, but it was like all about turning everything on its head. So I turned it upside down. So it, it was in the summertime. It's ice cream and it's Christmas. And I sent Christmas gifts and Christmas cards in July of 2020 for no other reason apart from to say to my clients, I'm thinking of you, life is crap right now, but I'm just, you know, life, we, we don't know what day it is. We don't know what day it is. We don't know what month it is. We're in luck. We, we, we had mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. That's a great example of a disrupting, kept catching people completely off guard. Uh, this is awesome. We could go. We're going to have to have like part two with you to get through all of the celebrity. Um, if you'll come back, if you'll if, you, if you'll come hang out with us, we'd love to have you back. Uh, but before we go, uh, sadly, we have to go. It's sad. Uh, how can our listeners I know play the violin? How can our listeners connect with you, find out about you, buy your books? Uh, what is the best way to connect with you? 
Oh, so many ways. So first place you can go to is the mothership, which is jeffram.com. That's the website. All the bits and bobs are there. There's loads of links and there's videos and there's stuff uh, there. So it's jeffram.com. Um, so help yourself there to, to, to what you like. And the usual outlets. So it's G-E-O-F-F-R-A-M-M. So go to LinkedIn if you want to connect on LinkedIn and say you've been listening to Sales Groovy. And uh, yeah, by all means. Facebook, uh, Twitter, the usual sort of things. Instagram, of course. But YouTube, if you want to see some of these stories and ideas in action. Yes. Um, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, costs you nothing, nothing. <laughs> um, and there's over 100 videos on there, all sorts of different things. Oh, fantastic. Um, so help yourself. Um, what else was I going to say? Yeah, if you'd like copies of the books, you can go to Amazon or other online things, but we just say Amazon, don't we? Um, so celebrity <laughs> service superstars and celebrity service are there. If you would prefer signed copies, uh, now it will cost a little bit more postage if, you, if you're international, but message me. And I'll be able to send you copies of the book to you or your team or, or anything like that. So the books are out there. The, the videos, the ideas are there. Uh, and if I can help anybody, you know where I am. Awesome. Well, we're going to have to find a way to get you to our outbound conference. So uh, yes. hopefully yes. Uh, Jeb will listen to this episode and we can get you over here or virtually. Or Where is it? Where is it? It's usually in Atlanta in the United oh. States of America. Can I let you into a secret? Sure. I'm a big American football fan. <gasps> Who's your favorite team? Done. Who's your favorite team? Raiders. The Raiders. Okay. Um, for those listening and you can't see him, does he got like, who is in the background on his wall? Is that like a... He's Star a massive Wars? Star Wars fan. I see. Bang. I just started watching Star Wars. Just? Yes. Five years too late. My, I know my significant other wanted me to watch this Boba Fett thing and i didn't know what that was oh look at that so wow. been, he's showing us his raiders helmet, helmet. so i've got it the replica ones not the big ones yeah yeah, yeah it's a little one so I've got it, but these are in my office and i'll tell you the reason why okay um so i've been a raiders i've, I've been an american football fan since i was six and actually there's a story about all this in, in the book uh susanna right at the beginning my love and passion for from an early age so raiders that's the helmet however Every time, and that's why I asked you where your outbound conference was, right? Because now I'm excited because I've, I've never been. But you know what I would do if I've I was never been to the US? No, no, I've never been to Atlanta. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Of course, he's okay. been to the US. Okay. So there's two things, right? There's two things I would do if I got the chance to go to your thing. Two things. One is I would speak at your event and hopefully deliver an incredible event for you. The second is I would go on the Atlanta Falcons uh, stadium tour. Ooh. At the end of the tour, I would go into the store and I would buy and purchase a helmet because every city that I speak in, in the US, so there's the Texans, there's the Eagles, there's the Cowboys, there's the Rams. Love this. And those are in my office. So I've got these helmets everywhere in my office as a reminder, you know, I know we're talking about service here, but for anybody running their own business, we're so focused on looking forward and the next thing and the next thing and looking forward. And I, I think some of the greatest things, if I'm, I'm now coming into 20 years of my business, I think one of the greatest things that we can have is have a rear view mirror. Not to constantly look back, but just to have a little, little look every now and then to see what we have done. Mm. And every time I come into my office, I have um, mementos 
of the places I've been, the the conferences I've been to, and um, yeah, it's I I love it like nothing else. It's all it's, right. Well, we'll we'll have to get you. We'll have to get you here. I mean, yeah. you should just you should just plan on coming anyway. I mean, you shouldn't miss this conference. It's an amazing conference. And for those of our listeners, uh, this is a good reminder that Outbound is coming up. Um, right now, it's like approximately like less than nine months away. It's wow. like someone could get pregnant today, have a baby and make it to <laughs> Outbound. I'm just going to put it out there just <laughs> like that. Whilst listening to this podcast. Yeah. So, in, so at the Outbound, if there's any babies called Jeff, Gina or Susanna. <laughs> We did a good job. We did a good job. There you go. There you go. Once again, thanks to Jeff for being here today. Thank you to our listeners for listening to this episode of The Women Your Mother Warned You About, brought to you by Sales Gravy. For more information about our show, check out womenyourmotherwarnsyouabout.com and you can find it on all the social platforms and find out more about Sales Gravy and Sales Gravy University at salesgravy.com. University. If you have not reviewed um, this show yet or rated it, please do wherever you get your, uh, what are these called? Podcasts. Uh, I'm out of here. I'm Gina Tremarco, Master Sales Trainer with a Sales Gravy. And Susanna, you want to sign off for yourself? Lovely to have you here, Jeff. Lovely to have all the great listeners and have a lovely evening or afternoon if you're in America. Thanks all. Thanks, Jeff. Take care. Well, we close the show. That's it. It doesn't get any better than that.